tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, atmospheric science graduate and skyworn storm spotter Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel Kim Cunningham, Emmy-winning storm chaser and photographer Chris Sanner, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Skywarn storm spotter and chaser Phil Johnson. Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. Yes, this is the Stormfront Freaks podcast. If you are a first-time listener, thanks for stopping by. Be sure to check out our website, stormfrontfreaks.com. And check out the library of previous shows and famous guests from the weather industry that that we've had up to this point. But tonight is episode 54, and we have been waiting anxiously for the (laughs) show for months uh, because we're joined by Fox News senior meteorologist Janice D. from Fox and Friends. So welcome to Janice. uh, We've also got a new lightning round to play tonight. We'll talk about how much personal information is too much or too little when sharing uh, with our audience. And I always stick around for another episode of Mean Tweets and the best WX resources and weather fools of the season. But hey, before we get to Janice, I want to share some news with you. A couple things. Uh, Excuse me. If you've been listening to the last couple episodes, the key is you know we've been uh, talking about asking our listeners to submit a musical creation for our new intro song. So So we've been going now for two years. And uh, we're looking for a new intro song. So I do want to send another brief shout out to the creator of our current intro and outro that we have, which is Andrew Slada, uh, created that on guitar. And I will have to say, uh, I created the digital beat, drum, whatever background to that. So maybe I need to put a little bit of my credit there. But uh, we have received two awesome, great entries for the new intro song. And we're going to share those with everybody tonight. Uh, we will have on our, our social media feeds and everything else an opportunity for you guys to chime in and let us know maybe what you like better. But the first one I'm going to share with you guys uh, is from a past guest, uh, one of our previous guests from the uh, Storm Chaser group, the Tornado Trackers, was Gabe Cox. So uh, a lot of my co-hosts, if you remember, I think this is last summer, we had uh, the tornado trackers on. There were three of them, and Gabe Cox was one of them. And he submitted uh, an intro song, and I want to share that with you guys tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, play that. You ready? Here we go.
All right. A drink at the end. Yeah. I was like, is somebody pouring that or is that? Wow. I love the siren part in I there. do too. I thought it sounded like a tornado warning yes. right in it. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. That was great. I like it. All right. So so that was the first one. And yeah, he he did, you know, because I said, hey, do it, do it in the the theme of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. And so there was definitely in the tornado siren, there was some wind in the background. Uh, it started with, you might not have caught that at the beginning. I'll play it again at the very beginning. Catch this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, little bottle. Yep. Pop the top. Bottle of fun. What if you're drinking wine, though? Then there's there's nothing for that. Well, I guess no, that's okay. true. That's true. Brady's our wine kind of sore. That covers, covers the can. So anyway, so that was the first entry uh, by Gabe Cox. The second entry came in. Uh, from one of our listeners, uh, Brett Epstein, and I'm going to go ahead and play that right now. All right. Oh, that was wow. Makes you want to make it. ECD. Yeah. My goodness. Mm. That reminded me of Lenny Kravitz. It did. It did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was good. That, that was, was great. <laughs> so, so those, yeah, those are both great. And and one of the things we'll do is is we do want our our listeners to kind of let us know what you think of those two uh, mm. intro songs. Um, you can. I'm going to post something on our Twitter account, which is at Stormfront Freak without the S. Uh, but you can also feel free to send us an email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. And uh, let me know what you like. Did you like that first one from Gabe Cox, the second one from Brett Epstein? Uh, I, I guess l let me know what you think. I, 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 I loved them both. I, mean, I think we should do it American Idol style, Phil, where we let the audience choose <laughs> and factor that in a certain percentage. We could have made some money on that too if I would have thought of uh, issuing some phone numbers people could call in on and <laughs> cost fifty cents. No, that'd been yeah. Cool. Well, who's gonna man the lines though? Cool. <laughs> right, so I want to thank both of, them for, uh, both of them for submitting that. That was outstanding. Uh, the other thing I want to share: Hey, check out all the latest weather-themed fashions and accessories at HelicityDesigns.com. Uh, while you're there, check out the exclusive line of Stormfront Freaks podcast shirts hats, and drinking containers uh, with certainly more to come. I'm actually wearing, I'm going to quick stand up. You guys can see this one. Yeah. Nice. Nice. One of our, one of our logo, logo shirts uh, that they're doing, which is great because it wraps around the whole front of that. It's pretty cool. Uh, but what you can do for everybody, you can get a 5% discount 
on your entire order, not just the Stormfront Freaks merchandise, but everything they offer. All you got to do is enter the code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at checkout. Uh, you can also check out the new Hurricane Collection they've got coming out. You can find it all at HelicityDesigns.com. All right, it's always happy hour when we're recording. Uh, tonight it's a little earlier, but it doesn't matter. It's always happy hour, right? So step up uh, to the Stormfront Freaks Bar. We always ask you guys to join us as long as you're not at work and you're not driving. Uh, uh, I'm going to jump to Brady. Brady, what are you drinking tonight? All right. Well, I am drinking a white wine. I'm the one guy. And this Ooh. is from a region in France that I can't pronounce and I'm not going to try. So it is very good. Your own private vineyard. My own private vineyard. Let's just call it that. <laughs> W-H-I-N-E? Did you say the wine guy? All right, Maz, we'll jump to you. What are you drinking tonight? All right, so I've got my Stormfront Freaks cup that changes color when you put something cold in it. Yeah. Nice. It's kind of white. That. That's because there's nothing in it, okay? I mean, oh, I just got oh, home. And I'm like, oh, are you okay. kidding me? Oh, man. Where's my waitress? Waitress. <laughs> hey, during, during our break, during our break, we'll let you go and get something to Thank you. Up. All right, Kim, what are you drinking? Okay, remember I told you I'm on this low-carb diet? Yeah. I am, and I lost four pounds, but here's Good. my drink oh. again. This is just club soda, vodka, and this time it's lemon slices, not raspberries. So something different, but refreshing. Good. That's low carb. I this is the, the first time now. I think you have not had an IP. I, I, I know. I'm missing my beer. I'm missing yeah. my IPAs. I'm missing them. I was you can have one. Beer. You can have one. That's in the <laughs> budget. <laughs> well, once I have one, though, mm, oh, I'm stop. Yeah, anyway, that's me. Very good. All right, and then we'll finish, Dina, with you. What What are you drinking tonight? I made a drink special, just for right? Janice. It's called the Wonder Woman. All right. Yeah. I love this drink. I've made it a couple times. I tweeted the recipe. It's so good. It's What's real it? fruity. It's got Midori melon liqueur, peach schnapps, uh, cranberry juice, orange juice, and pineapple juice. So it's real fruity, like you would drink it out at the beach, like you're on vacation. Love it. With an it umbrella. It is so good. Yes. <laughs> and it it's great. I love this drink. I can drink it every day. Very good. All right. Well, let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get to our <laughs> guest, our esteemed guest tonight. We've been waiting esteemed. months for this because I'm usually scheduling our guests two to three months out in advance. And, and uh, I will tell you this, Janice was one that we definitely had scheduled out in advance. But Kim, I'll turn it over to you. Okay. And, you know, I'm very excited because Janice, I've admired you from afar. Aww. For me, I'm very excited to get a chance to, to meet you, you know, sort of in digital mm -hmm. world. But um, anyway, we're just so happy to have you here tonight. And well, I listen, know it's tough. I feel the same way about you, my dear, because, you know, as, as weather people, I know myself before getting to Fox, I watch the Weather Channel all the time. And you were m one of my favorites, so this is a big, Aww. this is a big, uh, you know, love fest today. It is about you. <laughs> I love you, Janice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We love your energy. As I said on Twitter, it's like it's just wonderful. Anyway, so a little bit about Janice. If you guys didn't know, she's from, uh, she's a native of Toronto and Ottawa, Ontario. Um, she began her career working as a morning show host. Well, you have been mornings for a long time. Yeah, and a reporter at Ottawa-based radio station. I'm assuming it's Chez FM or no? It's Shay. Oh, excuse me. That's yeah. okay. We 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 we. It's Shay one oh six. But Ooh. I but I don't fault you for that because any normal person would say it's like Chez. 
Only <laughs> <laughs> normal. I love it. Okay. All right. So in 97, uh, Janice became an on-camera weather forecaster at station CBOT. She became the news editor and entertainment reporter for Imus in the morning and then joined Fox Network in January of 04. Uh, right now, she's a senior meteorologist at Fox News and can be seen weekday mornings very early, sometimes at 5 a.m. or maybe even earlier on Fox and Friends, and was inducted. This is really cool. Not many people have been inducted into the Meteorologist Hall of Fame on January 1st, 2017 woo! in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Yeah! Yeah, woo! Also wow. authored a series of children's books titled Freddie the Frogcaster. And I have to say, Janice, that I was excited about these children's books. And, you know, anybody that has kids, there's a lot of, you know, young meteorologists who have children. And I think this book is such a, a these are such great books. I, tell us a little bit about what made you think about writing books? Was it because of your children or what got you started? And how did you come up with Freddie the Frogcaster? Well, you know, I, when I started at Fox, we had someone there named John Kasich, who's actually the governor of Ohio. And he had a <laughs> He had a show on Fox News on the weekends, and he was a great guy. And uh, when I first got there, I remember he had had a book released. And he came up to me in the hallway, and he was like, Janice Dean, my girls are terrified of thunderstorms. You need to write a children's book series on thunderstorms or weather, because I think you know kids are afraid of it. And I thought to myself, that is a good idea. Um, Thanks for the idea. <laughs> yes. So John Kasich has been bothering me that he deserves like 20% of all the proceeds of Freddie. 20. 20. <laughs> That's a lot, right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the governor thing is not paying him well. But um, <laughs> so um, I'll always be grateful for him because he put that light bulb in my head. But I didn't really start thinking about it until a few years later. Uh, you know, when I really got uh, serious about doing weather, because when I first started at Fox, I was, you know, a, a weather forecaster. I didn't have the meteorology background and I actually did it opposite to a lot of meteorologists. When I got to Fox and they said, will you do the weather? And I said, yes. And I realized this, that this was going to be more of a career. I went back to school and it, you know, I, I did online courses with Mississippi State, which a lot of broadcasters do. It took me three years to complete the program and then I applied for my AMS seal. So I wanted to get the, you know, I wanted to get the background, the education background before I started tackling all these other projects. So that was really important to me. Um, and, you know, I will tell people, I tell kids when I go out to schools about writing books, um, I first approached HarperCollins. HarperCollins is a part of Fox News and part of the, the News Corp empire and they liked the idea of weather books but i had a couple of ideas that they didn't really like uh so i got a rejection letter a couple of them like we like the idea of children's weather books but we don't necessarily like your story ideas and the first story idea was a, a child a, a a girl that was afraid of thunderstorms so long story short mm -hmm. I, I found a publisher, uh, Regnery Kids, that uh, loved the idea and worked with me to find a character. I love frogs. I also read something that frogs are nature's natural weather forecasters. Uh, they will croak louder when they feel changes in the atmosphere. So I thought, my gosh, that's a no-brainer. And then I started thinking about, okay, well, you know, when I first got to Fox, they called me a foxcaster. So, uh, so I thought, okay, foxcaster, I can't do that. Uh, the groundhog is already taken. Uh, but I really love frogs. Uh, so I thought frogcaster, frogcaster. And then I started thinking about names like uh, I started with Al Croker, but I. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I, 
but I knew that that might not go over so well. So then I, oh. I, I made the character into Sal Croker, and then still it didn't sound right. Uh, and then I went to Sally Croker and made her a female role model for Freddie. And she's sort of the, you know, she, she's been at the Frogs new, new, Frog News Network for many years. So she's kind of the, you know, um, you know, the seasoned broadcaster, if you will, there, uh, and very good at her job. So Freddie sort of, you know, she takes Freddie under her wing. And I'm really proud of the books. There's five of them. Uh, we covered tornadoes, hurricanes, thunderstorms. Uh, I did a flash flood, and we did the big blizzard. And when I go out to schools, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys know this when you go out and talk to kids. Kids are excited talking about <laughs> they weather. They do. They love it. They love talking about the storm that went through their neighborhood when the power went out. And I think if you tap into that excitement, then you can take the scare out of potentially dangerous situations. So really proud of the Freddy series. Uh, and I'm in talks right now to, to start maybe a Freddy animation. So cross your fingers on that. All right. Uh, Great. Yeah. Exciting. Wow. Sesame Street on line one. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, 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 I I won't lie, Janice. When I first reached out to you, it was because I saw you were doing that Freddie the Frogcaster book series. Yep. And I just thought that was a great idea. That was actually the first reason that I reached out to you. Oh, it. And I'll be honest, I I, <laughs> I forgot that I was I was going to ask you. Hey, can I get one of those books for my kids? Of but course. Oh my gosh, I'll send you all books. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'll send you all books. The only thing is I need to have one of those fancy Stormfront t-shirts. I think we gotcha. can probably work that out. Yeah. 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 And we'll a cup yeah. too. Design you up right now. We'll do I that. I like it. Everybody gets Freddy. Freddy for everybody. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But right, like the kids really get into it. Once you like, I don't think my kids have ever really been afraid of weather because I've always talked to them about it since they were real little. Well, yeah. I think that that's the point too. If we didn't do what we do, do you think I wouldn't be able to ex explain why a tornado mm -hmm. happens or what happens with a hurricane, the ingredients that you need or why a thunderstorm happens? I think you know, parents who don't study weather, it's hard for them to really tell kids what happens in the atmosphere in a, you know, a simplistic way, because you can get very technical and then you're like, what? <laughs> um, so that's, you know, what I wanted to balance at the back of the book. So there's the story that, you know, that, that tells the story about Freddie and his weather adventures. But at the back of the book, I also have a glossary of real meteorological terms that if you really want to get into it with your kids, you can oh, talk that's about good. the science that's behind good. it. Yeah. Good. I Wasn't quiz my kids too. Like if it's, I say, if I see precipitation bouncing off the windshield, what, what is it? Nice. I quiz them. I quiz them. <laughs> it's bouncing. What is it? <laughs> I love it. I love do you it. grade that? You grade their papers then too? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> okay. A little bit. My kids don't care one bit. <laughs> they don't my care? Kids. I'm sorry. They don't care about weather. No, no interest at all. <laughs> Zero. Oh, I've got wow. three boys, and they could care less. Wow. I don't even think they knew I was on the Weather Channel. I really don't. <laughs> really? Yeah, so wow. I'm like, I can't believe. Wow. That. <laughs> anyway, so Janice, that's a pretty that's a pretty good segue. So, what got you interested in weather? You know, some people say it's when they were kids. Some people say it was a weather event. What kind of started your your interest for this? Listen, I've always been interested in weather. It's it's interesting that I kind of did it backwards, that I started with the sort of the journalism, the reporting, the classic rock DJ. I think all of those careers actually has led me to this moment. I feel like, you know, I'm a better broadcaster and I'm better at, you know, 
getting messages out there because of my background and what I did before doing weather. But going back, I mean, listen, I'm from Canada where, you know, ice, ice storms shut our city down for weeks. We had a big ice storm in Ottawa in the 90s that I remember the National Guard had to come in. And it was all about wow. neighbor. It was neighbors helping neighbors. We didn't have power for many days. And I was fascinated by how do they know how this is going to happen? And, you know, how do you prepare for something like this? So I always had an interest in weather. Uh, you know, my mom, it's funny. Some people will say, you know, your, what advice did your mom give you growing up? And I just always remember her saying, don't go out in freezing rain. Don't drive in freezing rain. <laughs> I mean, that's, that was Ottawa. That was like freezing rain it was like the big thing. And it really would coat highways and, and roadways and cause havoc. So the interest was there. It was always there. So when CBC back home, when I was, uh, when I was DJing actually at the time, I did a lot of part-time television on the side and the program director at CBC said to me, you know, I would really love to get you into television some way. You know, have you ever done weather before? And I said, no. But back then, you know, you just had to have a great personality. And mm -hmm. they, they hired you and you learned, you learned the trade while you were there. Nowadays, you can't do that, unfortunately. You have to. And I agree, like the, you know, the education is very important. Uh, but I still believe in that old school. You do the weather when the weather is nasty and you get your message across. But if the weather's great, let's have a good time, you know, mm -hmm. like let's, yeah. you know, let's have fun with it. Let's show cute puppies. Let's show cute puppies. <laughs> and kittens. Don't forget kittens. the kittens. Come on. Yeah, cat video. Video. Cat video. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a cat video when it's sunny outside. That's right. <laughs> so tell us about this hall of fame thing. That is so cool. Yeah. Cool. I'll tell you, uh, I had never done Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney. So first of all, it was a bucket list. It was a bucket list thing to do. You know, a Groundhog Day with Bill Murray is one of maybe my top movie. I love that movie. I've seen it a million times. I had the VHS copy and it is, it's completely ruined because I watched it so much. <laughs> so you always have that, you know, that idea of what Punxsutawney is going to be like. So they contacted me. You know, the Freddy series helped with that. You know, once the word got across that I was helping kids understand weather with these books, they got in touch with me and said, we really like the message that you're, you know, bringing to kids, talking about school safety and, and weather and how we can prepare in advance. And we would love to nominate you for our, our Weather Casting Hall of Fame. And we've got some Weather Channel people there. I mean, Jim Cantori is there mm -hmm. and Stephanie Abrams is there. So I was like, what? Are you sure? Are you looking at, are you talking to me? Like, um, so it, it was, it was an amazing moment because I got to be there for Groundhog Day and then I got to be there for the, for the big induction. And I brought my son, my two sons with me and my husband, we shared that moment. We got to see this beautiful, amazing, adorable town. Uh, and we got to meet the groundhog, which, you know, <laughs> it was an amazing moment. Now, do you have a good hat? I always have good hats. When you're in uh, Pakistani, you need the crazy hat. I, you know, when we were there, we bought several hats. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm addicted because I went online this year so that I would have a crazy hat to wear on Fox and Friends. We didn't get to go this year to uh, Groundhog Day, but I'm, I want to go back next year. You know, I'm an alumni now. Yes, you That's are. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, so you got to meet Cantori and you probably got to uh, well, at yes. least see him and see Jen Carfagna. Yeah, I Carfagna's love them. there, yeah. Yeah, I love Jen. I love Jim. They're both really cool people. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, uh, so so yeah, where do you ahead. go from where you're going? Like, what's next? What's the pinnacle? You're at the pinnacle, aren't you? I, I, I 
listen, I feel like yeah, I've been there for 15 years. I've been at Fox and, and I, I was saying this today that listen, we're in this really weird political climate where it's like everybody is at each other and everybody's angry. And I, I'm really glad that I get to do the weather. Like there are times, <laughs> there are times like today where I got into the weeds a little bit. Cause sometimes I feel like sometimes I, you know, I, I, I want to be neutral, but there are things out there that really bother me. And I'm like, sometimes I have an opinion and then I'll go back to the weather. Mm -hmm. I don't do it very often. I did that today. If you go on Twitter, you'll see what I've posted but um but i'm very grateful for the job that i do and i love the place that i work i mean listen people talk about fox news and they say terrible things about us but when you go there and you meet the people i work with it's like a family honestly the crew that i work with i don't care who they voted for i don't know who they voted mm -hmm. for but we work together well and you know if you work mornings it's very you know uh you're up at three o'clock in the you morning. It's a, weird, it's a weird, it's a weird club that you're in. Mm -hmm. So you need people who've got your backs. And I feel that yeah. I feel like this is the best job that I've ever had. You know, I get it. I understand we're into this weird weirdness right now with everybody sort of at each other. And I hate that about what's going on, but I feel like weather brings everyone together. Everyone, everyone yes. experiences the weather, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I feel lucky that, you know, they go to me and I say, I do fair and balanced weather, East Coast, <laughs> West Coast, everywhere. It doesn't between. matter what party you are, you can get nice. hit by a tornado. That's, right. That's exactly That's it. Yeah. All right. Hey, I've got a question for you. So you you're, you have a past with Imus in the morning. Oh. So here's here's my question. I want to know what's the craziest story you've got wor working in that uh, that jungle. There's a lot of crazy stories, and <laughs> you know, um, I haven't talked about Imus a lot, but I'll. You know what? You've got an exclusive right now, okay? Because I Woo! haven't. Okay, nice. are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, yeah. so I I am coming out with a book next year. Uh, you know, I write children's books. Well, the, one of the editors at HarperCollins uh, recently wrote me a couple of months ago, and he said, Janice Dean, I know you write children's weather books, but do you have an adult book in there somewhere, like a memoir? Because you've got all these things that have happened to you over the years. And, you know, if you follow me, you know that I'm pretty open and honest about the, the journey that I've had. I've been diagnosed with MS for 13 years now. I have multiple sclerosis. And I am pretty open about my... Um, you know, wh what I do outside of the weather and the experiences that I've had. I haven't really talked about Imus because Imus was a really difficult, challenging job. He wasn't a nice person and um, he wasn't good to me either. So I did that job. That job actually brought me to New York, which I'm always grateful for. I mean, if I hadn't come to New York and done that job, I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have met my children. So I'm grateful for that. But it was a uh, it was an abusive job. He wasn't a nice person. And, um, you know, the people that worked with him, some of them were great people. Um, but it was, a, it was a tough job. So having said that, I cover a lot of this in this book that I'm going to be <laughs> publishing yeah. in April great. of next year. Um, so I will tell you this. It was, it was a challenging moment. Uh, I, I'm not sure why he, like, didn't particularly like me and and said a lot of mean nasty things to me off camera and on camera um, but I did write a chapter on it and I promise to come back when it's out there and I will you know get right I want it. to read that because yeah, we've all like Kim we've all been there, we've right? all had it we've all yeah, had we it. we've all had that one yeah 
-hmm. you know, and and I, I appreciate you being so honest because sometimes you get people, and I'm not saying even on this podcast, but you get people on air that are like, oh, it was fine. It was yeah. good. And they water it down. And right. you just want to hear the truth. Listen, for many yeah. years, I did that. For many years, I didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. for, and, and now I feel like there's an opportunity. We're into sort of this movement of being yes. honest and saying, listen, calling out bad behavior and I'm calling out the bad behavior. I mean, it was to the point where I had to leave and thank goodness that Fox hired me because it got me out of a pretty bad situation, unfortunately. Wow. That, Dina, that's, yeah. Dina, which people on this podcast? <laughs> I was looking oh right at you. I saw it. I'm like, hey, everywhere I move, she's you know, When Jana said, too, that, you know, we're in that climate where we – are standing up for ourselves more. The great thing about this changing climate is that people are listening now. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's not just complaining or trying to get help. No, it's that right. it's actually getting, like we're actually moving forward. Yes. And listen, mm -hmm. it is, you have to, there's a fine line we walk. Like, you know, because there are, we're going to have bosses or people that bother us or do silly things or say mm -hmm. stupid things. And that's just part of life. We have yeah. to deal with that. But then there are people who are abusive and mean and, and have no right to treat people that way. So yes. I feel like we're living in a moment right now where people are being embraced for speaking their truth. And, uh, you know, I'm very, I'm grateful for that. Uh, listen, like I said, I'm grateful for the opportunity to come to New York because I can't imagine my life the way it was, you know, not having my children, not having my husband. Mm -hmm. um, but it was certainly a difficult time. Not to bring the room down. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, wait a minute. Let me fill my drink. It's <laughs> Phil's fault. Really. Yeah, it is Phil's fault. Come on, Phil. This was one of the rules we went over. You can't bring the room down, Phil. Let, let me so, change it up. I'm, I'm going to change it up. So why did why did you move to the States, and why did you want to get out of Canada so bad? That's what I want to know. Oh, my gosh. You got to say A, though. A? See, this a. podcast, what are we, it's only an hour, and I feel like I have all these stories to tell you. Uh <laughs> I, <laughs> so I moved to, I moved uh, out of New York, or rather, I moved out of Canada originally to follow a boy to Houston, okay, an ex-boyfriend. Uh, so I moved to Houston. I have dual citizenship. My father was American. Uh, I was able, uh, he moved into Canada, met my mom, gave up his U.S. citizenship, but back in the 80s with the free trade agreement, uh, there was, and he had an ability to actually get back his U.S. citizenship and in turn doing that his kids were able to become dual citizens. So I'm very grateful for that because I wouldn't be here for, without that, I don't think. So I moved to Houston for a number of years. I did radio and television there. The relationship didn't work out. I moved back to Canada for less than a year. And that's when a coworker of mine came up with the IMIS job and said, oh, you'd be really good at this. And on paper, it was a perfect job for me. It had radio, it had television, it had news. Uh, and so that's how I moved to New York. But yeah, I, I've, I've been in the States now probably most of my adult life. Janice, I could have told you Canada to Texas, it's not going to work out. <laughs> Truth. Yeah, and listen, you know what? I met some of the best friends that I have in my life in Houston, Texas. So, you know, mm. Houston served its purpose of I was able to build my career and I was also able to meet some great, fabulous friends. And I'm still in touch with the ex-boyfriend. 
Hmm. Wow. That's actually a pretty good segue into my question. So I see you've covered Harvey, Irma, Sandy, Irene, Earl, Katrina. Do you, A, do you like hurricanes more than other storms? And B, what was your favorite or least favorite and why? Um, Listen, hurricanes are like, you know, take out the devastation that they, they have, what happens with the hurricanes, but hurricanes are like, um, a storyline, you know, in, in the cable news business, um, you know, we do the weather report, we get like a minute if we're lucky, sometimes a minute 30, but when we have a big weather story. That is our time to really, you know, get out there and warn the public. And with hurricanes, it's like an unfolding story that can go many days, five, seven, 10 days. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, um, with hurricanes, there's more of a preparation plan. There's more of an ability to warn people in advance. You know, obviously with tornadoes, you do the best you can. You know, you you show them the area of concern. You make sure that they know what a watch or a warning looks like and what to do. But a hurricane really is sort of, you know, an unfolding event that the nation really wants to know about. So I find that with hurricanes, you know, there seems to be a little bit more of um, an interest. Uh, not to say that other big weather phenomenons like blizzards and tornadoes don't take precedence. They do. They can be obviously very dangerous. Um, but for me, the biggest storm I ever c- covered was Katrina. However, I will say this, that with the information coming out about Maria having, having reportedly, sad. oh my oh, gosh, it's, it's devastating. So I, I think to myself, if, if it's true and over 4,000 people died in Hurricane Maria, then that has to be the biggest tragedy that it I've is, ever covered. Definitely. Yeah. And it's so yeah. sad because you know it's prevent. some of that was preventable. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Hurricane Sandy was a big one too. Mm-hmm. Um, big one for me because I was the first official broadcaster that went on the air to tell people that it was making its curve towards the Northeast. Uh, we, the Euro of many days out was showing the scenario where it was going into the Northeast, but the GFS and the other computer models weren't quite there. But the day that all of the computer models and the cone of uncertainty started to go towards the Northeast, it came out right before the 11 AM advisory. I had an 1130 coming up on Fox and I called our executive producer and said, we have to go on air and you have to do a Fox news alert because there's the potential of this to you know, do incredible damage to the Northeast, inclu- including New York wow. City. So mm-hmm. it's on record that I was the first national yeah. meteorologist to go nah. on. Bam! Um, and no, but wait a minute, I think I was. Hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. But oh. I think, I'm sure the Weather Channel was all over it, but for cable news, <laughs> yeah, for the right. national weather, it was a big, it was a big deal. Um, wow. And I, I awesome. took, I took a lot of flack for that as uh, overhyping, and scare tactics and screaming. They always um, say that, though. I know they do. And I always say I'd rather people be a, be pre- overprepared than underprepared. I'd rather tell people and get them mad at me that I got the wrong forecast mm-hmm. than have people unprepared and not knowing what to do. So, right. Janice, are because you, you're animated right now. Are you, <laughs> when you get excited, like, during you're like, hey, Sandy's coming. Yeah. You know, or, I mean, do you consider yourself... Above no, average. No, I'm I'm, I'm I'm definitely above average. You I have to I, be, yeah. I think, I think I've always been like that. I think you know I, I I do think that's part of my personality. I think you could ask my kids, and I'm like you know get your clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I've always been like that. So, but I feel like um, it's important, and and like I said, I would rather 
get people listening to the television because there's so much noise out there. Um, and if I can do that, I'll take the flack uh, of people being angry if I get the forecast wrong or what have you. But um, but Sandy was an important one. Yeah, mm -hmm. Janice, do you get um, the amount of time that you want for situations like that or do they dictate how much time you get? No, I, hurricanes, they are pretty good about giving okay. me a lot of time. And during normal weather segments, <laughs> I wish I had a little more time, but um, yeah. <laughs> but when it's important and, and like I've been there for so long that they know that if I say to them, you have to give me more time to warn people, yeah. they do it. Yeah. What's, the, what's the most time you've been given? Oh my gosh. Well, usually if there's breaking news and I'm on with Shepard Smith, it's just him and I sometimes. I mean, when we were going through the hurricane season of 2004, 2005, mm -mm. it was just him and I, you know, it literally was like, the, and then if we had a reporter on scene, we would go. Um, so there's been cases where I've probably been on the air nonstop, maybe, you know, 20, 25 minutes. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. So Janice, one of the last questions. Yeah. Do you do you prefer Janice Dean the weather machine or Janice <laughs> Dean the weather queen? Ooh. Oh, Ooh. those are two um, good ones, Brady. I may have not like, come up with those, but that's okay. That's okay. I like weather machine because I talk about Shepard Smith. He was the one that came up with that um, when I first started at Fox. He was doing rehearsals with me before I went on air with Fox, and he's so funny. I mean, if you ever watch him, he's like. He's the smartest guy I know. He's so brilliant. You can always tell his wheels are turning. So I'm in the studio with him. And he's like, Janice Dean, Janice Dean, Janice Dean, Janice Dean, the weather machine. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I will own that. And it, you know, it stuck ever since. And who knew that would be on the cover of like children's books? It's fantastic. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. Hey, Janice, tell, tell all our listeners, viewers, uh, how can they find you on social media? Oh my goodness. At Janice Dean is the Twitter. Uh, Instagram is Janistine FNC and then it's Janistine on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. So you have a Facebook account, huh? I do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, lot of people are ditching that. I'm actually, we're, I'm considering it. Uh, and I understand it. I get it. It's, to, it's, it's crazy. It, yeah, I, I totally understand that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, let's do this. It is time for our lightning round uh this is our game show of brilliant questions for our guests we always invite everybody to play along tonight we are gonna play name that tune so here's what we're gonna do uh janice i i want to find out first off we're gonna let everybody play along including our freaks what we will do is this you need to tell me i'm gonna give you three options we're gonna either be in 70s rock 80s heavy metal or 90s old school hip hop. You got to tell me which of those three areas you want to play name that tune in. Okay. And then what we'll do is uh, I'm going to give you an, I'm play a little clip of a song, give you an opportunity to name that tune. If you can't, I'm going to turn it over to freaks to give okay. them an opportunity to name it. Uh, and we'll, we'll kind of sort of keep score, I guess, in, in the process a little bit. So, uh, so you tell me, what do you want? 70s rock, 80s heavy metal or 90s hip hop? Uh, 80s, uh, 80s heavy metal. That's real. I'm glad you yeah. picked that because that's I what I was hoping you up. got the 80s. <laughs> man, man, I'm getting old. <laughs> Brady, like the hip -hop? Brady wasn't born yet. I, don't I know. mean, I was, I was questionable with 90s hip hop. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here we go. So, I'm going to play a little clip of the beginning of a song. Uh, you got to tell me, you just tell me what, what's the, uh, 
Yeah, I'll give you this. I'll, you tell me either the band or the singer or the name of the song. I'll give you either one. You can take okay. it. Sound okay. good? Yeah. All right. So let's see. We'll start with this one first. Oh. Oh. Okay. Let it go a little longer. I can barely hear it. I know. I, it's hard to hear. Is it hard to hear? I'll, yeah. I'll turn it up a little bit here. That's better. Oh, man. I don't know. You've stumped oh, me. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I think I know. You do, do you know, Kim? You're a big... All right. Go, I'm, I'm going to give this to you, Janice, first off. Name of the song. I don't know. I don't know. Is it like... I don't... Uh, let's see. What does it sound like? It sounds like... Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Scorpions. That that would be <laughs> a, a hit. That, that would be a no. All right, turn it over to the freaks. What do you guys think? Oh, mm -hmm. I got it. Can I give her a hint, or do I just guess? Oh, it's, it's up to you guys. You get the points if you get it. Do it. It's Doctor Doctor Feelgood. That would be Doctor Feelgood. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 All right, here we go. Here's the next one, Janice. This is for you. Take a listen. Running with the devil. Woo! What was it? Running with the devil. Running with the devil. <laughs> no, I'm it's not. I'm turning over to the freaks. It was close, but what do you oh guys? Oh my god! What? <laughs> play, I need more. Play ten yeah, seconds play more. Again, play it again. I know this too. <laughs> Black Knights. That sounds like a heavy metal. No. Yeah, I don't know. Dang it! I think I even have this on my iPad. I feel like I know it, but I don't what know. What is it? Oh, I'm trying to remember. I thought you had it right, Janice. Um, I know. Running with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> One of my faves. Now, oh. um, we're not going to get it. Kim, just oh, I don't know. Oh, that, uh, was shout at the devil. Shout by at the devil. Oh, 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 my oh, You're playing hairband music. This is not oh. heavy metal. Well, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Listen, if I played real heavy metal, there would be very few people listening that would probably get it. Finding Janice, we're back I, to you. So I'm going to play the song for you again. Let's see if you can figure it out. All right, you figure it out. I'll give you that. What do you get? What do you think? Oh, that one's hard. It's a, the I know it's hard. Too. I should have picked '70s cl classic rock. I probably would have done better than that. I don't. Uh, mm, I don't. I, I no. I can't. I don't know. That's like saying I should have stayed in Houston. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to the freaks. You guys have any guess on what that was? Georgia satellites. Nope. No, oh. no. It sounds like it. Devils. I don't know. No. That, that was, uh, it's like, um, <laughs> that, that oh, song was Great White 
Once bitten, twice. Oh, yeah. yes. snake. Once bitten, oh. twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, oh, you, better, you guys better get this one. All uh, right. Dennis, I'm going to start with you. Okay, you get a chance to listen first. Got it. Fuck you like a hurricane. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. You got that. So rock you like a hurricane. Scorpions. Uh, All, right. Yes. All right. I'm going to pick a couple more. Let's see what we got here. Let's do. Just some oh, of the here's 70s. a good one. Here's a good one. Ready? Janice, back to you. Here we go. Yeah. Got it. Round and round. Is that rat? <laughs> That is correct. Ooh, nice. Rat round and round. So uh, very good. And right, Janice. Uh, do, we're going to do one more. One more. Ready? Okay. Janice, back to you. Here we go. Okay. Oh, okay. ACDC. I know, I know. It took us like we know. It'll take it. me a second. I think I was hoping he was going to do that one because that's a classic. <laughs> Who gets the point for that, Phil? I think I do. But Dennis, guys, you said ACDC, and all I said was you had to pick either the yeah. uh, the name of the song or the band, and and she got those. So very good, Janice. Well done. All right. Yeah. Wait, this is this is where we're quiet. Remember, guys. I remember you guys. Oh yeah, we gotta be quiet. Anyway, great job, Janice. Uh, you did a wonderful job on that. Very good. So let's do this. Uh, hey, Brady, I got a question for you. Yep. Shoot, Phil. All right. So what are you doing Saturday, October twenty seventh? Uh, you know, I think I'm not doing anything that day. Carving pumpkins. Well, well, that, I'll tell you what. Now would be the time to make plans to attend the first ever Mid Atlantic Chaser Con, which is at the Science Museum of Virginia in Richmond. Uh, storm chasers and weather freaks like us. You're going to love the lineup of speakers. It includes former guests on our show. You guys might have heard of Catherine Prosive. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So she's going to be there. Uh, how about Ian Livingston? Oh, I love him. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's been on our show, so he's going to be there as well. Lots of other local TV meteorologists and legendary storm chasers uh, will be speaking. All you got to do is visit Mid-Atlantic Chaser Con. So midatlanticchasercon, all one big word, dot com. Go there for more details. You can also register there. It's only $25. They don't allow walk-ups, uh, so make sure you hurry and register before they sell out. Doing that right now, Phil. Question, is airfare included? <laughs> yeah, I'll just drive. Flap your wings, buddy. No, it is all right, so we're going to take a short break. If you're listening to the audio podcast, you'll get to hear the Titan U Minute with Chris Sanner. Uh, but stay right here. We'll be back with Janice and the Freaks to talk about how much personal information we're willing to share with our <laughs> listeners and viewers. And you'll also hear our recent edition of Mean Tweets read by Janice. Janice and the Freaks. And now it's time for the Titan U Minute with Chris Sanner. When it comes to chasing storms, we like them to be all by themselves. Isolated, discrete storms are the bread and butter of great storm chases. But how exactly do storms end up isolated and discrete versus clustered and linear? The answer to that question is pretty complex. 
and involves things like the cap, wind shear orientations, and more. Let's simplify it and give a couple of the situations you look for. The first, and perhaps most obvious way for storms to stay isolated instead of linear or clustered, is when you have a pretty strong cap mixed with strong forcing. In this scenario, even if the environment itself wants to tend toward messy storm modes with the wind shear, the strongest and most powerful updrafts make it through while the weaker ones die. Thus, storms stay isolated. Another way to anticipate more isolated storm coverage is with the wind shear vector in relation to the initiating boundary for storms. If the direction of the shear is perpendicular, aka if the shear is out of the west while the initiating boundary like a dry line is north and south, you are at a very high risk of seeing isolated storms come off of that boundary. When the vector is parallel to the boundary, say the, both the wind shear and initiating boundary are running southwest to northeast, you're going to likely see a more messy and clustered storm mode. Perpendicular vectors are your friend. Hey, I have a new series called Wild Weather, which you can find simply by searching Tornado Titans on your favorite social media accounts. We're doing new videos every week and it's a lot of fun. Our next video will detail the dual ice storms in El Reno, Oklahoma in the winter of 2015. Check us out on the web. Simply search Tornado Titans. We'll see you next time. All right, so so welcome back, everybody, to share or not to share. So in this age of social media, hundreds of TV channels, streaming networks, YouTube, and even podcasts, everyone wants to know everything about their favorite celebrity and sports star. The ones that share more personal information seem to kind of be the ones that get the most followers and, and build their celebrity status even further. Um, but it's important to show everyone that, that we're real people too, right? But, but how personal should we really be getting? And I say we, because not for me, by any stretch of the imagination, but we've got obviously a number of people uh, on our, our panel here of co-hosts as well as Janice that's with us, uh, Janice Dean from Fox News. So, Maz, I'm going to jump to you first. Now, your time in TV social media probably wasn't uh at the point that it is now as well but obviously you what you're saying is we didn't have it right you could say <laughs> there was no twitter the internet back <laughs> i remember back in the day right. so i'll say that but we'll start there as a good starting point Maz. what what because you you were local tv what what were you comfortable and did you ever really share anything about yourself through any kind of outlet from a family or a personal side of things, or were you always business? No, um, I want to say, I think it was the last station I was at, which was in Cincinnati. Um, they asked us to put, like answer these questions and they would put things like, what's your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite, whatever, favorite quote, favorite book, that type of thing. And so what I found interesting was, cause you know, this is Cincinnati, I'll, I'll put a quote out there and I will get, I will get phone calls from like Oklahoma city. And I'm like, how did you find that? You know, wh but, and that, that's when I found that it was kind of interesting. Um, but I will tell you that plus when we realized that, uh, I remember distinctly when the auditors for the, the city or counties were going to put information out there where you could find anybody. 
Mm. Um, and we were all like, don't do it. Don't put that on the news. As an anchor, we were like, please, please don't do that. And, uh, and, they, and they did. And it was one of those times in my head, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to wind down now. Because people knew when I wasn't home. Mm. And you can find you can find everything on on the auditor site. You can find what your house looks like, what the what the layout is, all that stuff. And I was like, oh, time to get a home security system. And, yeah, and, and yeah, it was after that, I just in my head, I was like, uh, yeah, it's time to maybe think of something else. Just because I, I love my family more than I love a career. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those type things where it's it kind of sounded neat, and then I realized, gosh, anybody anywhere could find your info. I, listen, if I'm on Facebook. My birthday is not my birthday. None of that stuff is on there. You, know? yeah. you better believe it. I am. I, I not only shred, I cut out the little bars. <laughs> today, so. Mads, I've got contacts. I've got all that information in my file system. Yeah. I'm Italian. I know where you live, buddy. Okay. <laughs> so I, I am not a fan of sharing stuff like that, especially as Janice was talking about in this political climate, there's always half of the people who are going to be angry with you. Mm-hmm. And not just angry, but when I was in Rhode Island, I had a death threat. And it was because there were too many raindrops on the seven-day forecast. And oh. they actually, they oh, actually wow. said, I know where he works. I know where he parks. I'm going to shoot him dead. And they didn't tell me for two days. Wow. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because we had no no fences or anything. It was just like a lawn and there's the station. And that's what it just, it kind of started and snowballed in my head. I'm like, I got to find an exit strategy. What's it going to be? Mm-hmm. So sorry to bring everybody down on that note, well, but that's kind of what was it was in my head, you know. So Janice, so, uh, so I'll segue to you a little bit, Janice, yeah, because you have been, I think, v- very open mm-hmm. about you know your your um, your time with MS recently. I I think uh, it seems you've been open about when you I think it was when you started with Fox and you had some uh, surgery and facial surgery that kept mm-hmm. you out of it, and you were very open about that. I guess what what's your th- threshold yeah how do you feel that maybe can share this maybe this i don't share yeah that's i mean listen i think throughout my career i've been somebody who's been pretty open and honest about things for me i feel like okay i'm doing a job of i'm doing a service uh providing weather information but i'm also somebody that people will look at and I don't like the fact that we're, we're kind of like you look at people on TV and somehow you think that they're perfect or they have no problems or they don't have, you know, <clears throat> issues in their day-to-day thing because they, on, they only see this sort of like fake facade. You know, I go in there and they put the hair and the makeup. That's not who I am. I don't look like that. Um, so I always thought, you know, maybe I, I'm doing this for a greater purpose, I guess, um, and so when I was diagnosed with MS back in 2005, um, for a, a lot of time, a lot of coworkers and bosses actually said to me, you don't want to tell people, don't tell people, don't tell the company, you know, you're, it'll, it'll be a mark against you. They'll think that, you know, you're not going to be able to work at some point. I was lucky because Neil Cavuto, who works with me also has MS. So he kind of, you know, was a trailblazer. They, he was still doing a television show. He had been diagnosed with MS. And I felt like if he can do this and he can be open, honest, and all I wanted to do was find more people that were doing 
okay mm -hmm. with the illness. That's all I wanted to do. I read a ton of books from people who were diagnosed. So I thought to myself, I want to be that person for somebody. If someone's diagnosed with a chronic illness, be it MS or whatever, um, maybe I can be somebody that they look at and be like, oh, no, she seems to be doing okay. Because that's what I wanted to see when I was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to do that. Um, the facial thing, so that's a, that's a everyday, unfortunately, in this crazy business that we're in, um, you know, especially for women, uh, getting older is not necessarily a good thing in television, you know, like men, unfortunately for you guys, you can be sort of distinguished and have the gray hair uh, and the wrinkles and look still okay. But for women, we are scrutinized. And so I thought I was doing something that was like non-invasive. I did this sort of, you know, this laser thing with my neck and I, and it gave me like uh, facial palsy and I was off work for a few months and people started writing in like, where is she? Is it her MS? And I was, you know, terrified and I was scared and I was ashamed. It brought up all these things like, why am I doing this to myself? What kind of business do I think that I need to be in to do this kind of work? And um, we put so much pressure on ourselves and I thought it was important to share that with people. And man, I had a lot of people saying, why are you doing that? And I, I, because I'm a real person, because I have these things and I work in an industry where aging is not accepted, unfortunately, in some cases, I want to age gracefully. Um, so, but I thought it was important to share that. And I've had more women and their daughters and even, you know, young men come up to me and say, my mom thinks you're so great. Like, you know, you're a good role model. So for me, that kind of stuff is important. When it comes to my kids, I've only recently brought them on to Fox and Friends because they are old enough to say that they want to be on television. Um, you know, when they weren't old enough to say, mommy, I want to do this, I never brought them on TV. I didn't post their pictures. And my husband is still very protective. I don't do a whole lot of it. But they, you know, um, very recently they came on to do Cooking with Friends. They wanted to do a segment on pizza bagels because that's what I make a lot of. <laughs> and uh, my husband was okay with it because I asked both of them. I said, do you want to do this? Are you okay with this? And they said, yeah, we want to do it. So that's where I, I still am nervous about, about posting pictures of my kids. Um, you know, my husband prefers that I don't do it as much. And I, and I totally respect that. But of course, you know, you're worried about your privacy. You're worried about your kids. It's this crazy environment that we live in. Um, but like you, you know, I have a home protection service. I have home security. Uh, when I lived in Houston, I had a home invasion and I was at home oh. at the time. So, oh, you know, I've geez. lived, I've lived through a lot of uh, scary things, but then the other side of me is, you know what? We can't be scared all the time. You know, like I can't live my life in fear. I can't be constantly worried about my children, you know, I have to believe that there are more good people out there than bad people. Uh, so that's, you know, that's how I, I deal with that stuff. When it comes to me, I'm kind of an open book. I'll, I'll, I'll tell people whatever they want to know, whether they like it or not. Uh, you know, it's the privacy thing and the home security and my kids. That's, that's, you know, that's an important part of it. Kim, so, Kim, what, what was Kim, what was your comfort level? I, Maz, did you have something to add there? Yeah, Sorry. I just, I was going to I was a little unclear. Did she call us distinguished or extinguished? <laughs> distinguished. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was just checking. Just checking. Kim, where's um, your comfort level? Similar to Janice, actually. Um, I went through some health issues, too. Um, I had thyroid cancer. I had melanoma skin cancer. 
I also have a child with Down syndrome. So while I wanted to keep maybe names private, especially of my kids, I talked about, you know, him having Down syndrome, mainly because I felt like, and Janice, I know you felt this way too, and Maz maybe, that, you know, people are watching us. If we can get the word out, mm -hmm. if we can be an advocate and maybe yep. get people aware of some of these things mm -hmm. that, you know, we're in a situation where maybe we can do that. And I felt that way with thyroid cancer uh, when I went through it for the same thing. I was gone for six months. People wanted to know where mm -hmm. I was. So I was open about it. They wanted to know why I have such a, I breathe. Like somebody wrote into the weather, just mean tweets and said, you know, what is wrong with Kim? She's, she breathes heavy. What is, you know, know, it's terrible, you know? And it's like, well, because I have one vocal cord that works. So, you, you know, you almost feel like you have to get that out there too, but uh, definitely don't show pictures of the kids that there was, mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't do that part of it. Um, but I felt like if, if I could be an advocate, if I could get people to be aware of these things that I'm okay with sharing that stuff, it doesn't bother yeah. me one bit, right? One yeah. bit at all. If I can help somebody, I feel like that's my, that's if your reason I went to be through this, right. I went through this horrible thing. Yep. If I can help somebody. But he almost makes it so that's where I stood with it. Yeah, it connects you too. It connects you like nothing else. You know, you want to, you're, you're doing this job for a reason to connect with people, to make people feel safe. But I also feel you're also doing a service of just connecting, you know, a, a person to person. Um, that's right. really important. Yeah. And I feel like if you are a little bit more personal about some of these things, they feel more connected to you. Yeah. They feel like they can trust you more. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you, if, and that's important in our field because when you're telling somebody to get to your basement mm -hmm. um, because of the tornado, if they don't trust you, they feel like you're this cold person that right. is fake. It doesn't have any problems. They're probably not going to listen to you as much right. as if they feel like they've gotten to know a little bit about you. Mm -hmm. so. and, and I think it's part of that, you know, being real, you know, people are used right. to seeing you on TV or hearing you, what, whatever the case is that not having that connection, I think really helps people go, all right, you, you have the same, Dirty toilet that I have, and have, <laughs> you have the same uh, dirty nobody, toilet. Nobody sees wow. that. <laughs> that's right. You have the same laundry that I have to wash. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're, you're you're a person just like I am, and I think I think that does help. And Kim, I think that was a good point. That helps me to go. Okay, you're real. Mm -hmm. I can trust yeah. you as opposed to you're this entity on the screen mm -hmm. there's no connection there so and yeah. dina and i have totally different laundry i'm just saying right <laughs> oh my gosh oh. I hope you've so. seen each other's laundry well i don't want to say anything <laughs> whoa well i I, I'll say this. I um, he sends me pictures. Okay. Wait, wait, no, I do not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll keep going here on that note. Uh, let us. We want you guys. Let us know what you guys think about that. Should should we be more open? Should we be careful with how much we're sharing about uh, personal lives? Email us at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or find us on Twitter or Facebook and tag us your thoughts. So we can share that on the next show. All right, time now before Janice leaves for good old mean tweets. And I'll tell you what, we have scoured Twitter. Uh, and, and, and before today, I really had to scour Twitter for some stupid people making stupid responses to our guest. And until today, Janice, thank you. Yeah, no problem. 
and, and did it all for you, all for you. <laughs> in the footsteps of Jimmy Kimmel. We're going to have Janice read them live and get her reaction. But uh, Janice did take one for the team today, uh, and made a made a Twitter comment that uh, brought all the good old stupid trolls out. So Janice, I'm going to have you open the uh, list of mean tweets, and I'm going to give it to you. Okay, here we go. Um, so yeah, normally it is about weather and cute dogs and cats and, you know, <laughs> people doing good things. And today, you know, I'm, the reason why I got the mean tweets was, was the Samantha B comment. I'm sure you've all heard of it. Um, she made a terrible comment last night, um, uh, about the president's daughter and listen, I understand both sides. I understand why people don't like them and I understand why people like them and I, I, I understand the Roseanne stuff and but today that word that she used on television really bothered me so I went out and I called it out and you know I got some great tweets and I got some mean tweets so here we go. And some some of those are included today and just so you know any of those kind of words we will beep out. For okay okay I, I, will, I, I won't say them. <laughs> okay first one uh, is from Rick it says Oh God, now the Fox weather lady is chiming in on the Parkland shooting. What's next, the Fox cameraman? Um, I know. It's okay, listen, you know, that's another thing we struggle with is we're real, real people that have opinions on things. Yeah. And I, I try not to, uh, you know, I would say 80% of my Twitter feed is weather related and cute stuff and good news stories and feel good stuff. Um, but occasionally I will comment on things that bother me as a well, mom. How can and, you not? How can right. you not? We're around that all the time. Yeah. Right. They're basically you know, saying their opinion. That, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, the trolls out there. It's crazy. Okay, so here we go. Uh, this is number two. Geez, even the weather bunnies on F-U-X news, spelled like news, are brainwashed. Okay. Wow. Weather bunnies. Oh, bad. yeah. Wow. <laughs> How old is that? Yeah, <laughs> the weather bunny break. break. Yeah. Nobody says weather, weather bunnies anymore. Get some new material. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so here we go. Oh, this is a good one. Hey, Janice Dean, shut up about your opinion and tell me if it's going to rain. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Whoa. Cats uh, and dogs on their house. I know. <laughs> it's actually not bad, uh, comparatively speaking. Here we go. Here's the good one here. Um, oh. This one's Mr. McNasty Pants. So <laughs> that already says a lot right there. Yeah. It does. It does. I and I don't think there's a face on the mix Mr. McNasty. Of course there is. Probably not. Okay, so it says, uh, Janice Dean, shut the up, you dumb this rhymes with squat. Oh. Uh, ditch pig. Wow. Uh, the Trumps are trash and you're no better than them. So. Oh my God. Yes. You didn't yes. say anything about that. You literally just called out someone who made a terrible statement. Oh, that's just. I, I know, but it's the, you know what? It's the climate we live in right now. It's, t it's, it's social media, unfortunately for good and bad. Yeah. Um, it really brings out the worst in human beings, I think. I'll, I'll say this. Mr. McNasty Pants is still online trying to find a spouse. <laughs> Shut up, Mr. McNasty Pants. Mr. McNasty Pants. Okay, so this is the final one. It says, uh, all right, this is uh, fair. I'm sorry, Janice, but I can't watch you anymore. The hand motions, the scene stealing, always stealing the spotlight. I have to change the channel when you're on. I don't turn back to Fox and Friends. 
when is Maria Molina coming back? So, oh, I, listen, that, I mean, listen, that, unfortunately, I, I do get that. I love Maria. Maria actually worked with us at Fox, and she went to go get her doctorate in meteorology. So mm -hmm. she's, she's doing some awesome work. But I get that, and I will say to people, look, that's who I am. And if you don't like it, you can change the channel. Right. That's right. fine. No one's that's changing to the chair. Plus, you get on. a minute 30. Come on. You've got to be animated for that. You've got to be excited. That's right. That's right. Why people feel like they, they can say that or they have the need to say that to you? You know what? I don't know. You know it, it would be more courage. It would be way more fun then to take a camera and go to their house with a bunch of people and be like, so... This is, you thought you were anonymous. That's right. Mr. McNasty Pants. No, hey, uh, Janice, uh, funny as ever. Great job on that, by the way. I, I, will, I will say this. You know, obviously we adore you like all your other fans do. It was almost impossible to find mean tweets. Oh, I believe that. For every one mean tweet, there was a hundred people saying, uh, you're such an inspiration and I love your smile and you're great and all that good stuff so yeah uh, but it's always funny to to just uh oh i love it i mean well, i you, listen you have to have a thick skin they tell you that i don't really have a thick skin unfortunately after all these years but you have to kind of take it in stride that i am fortunate that for the most part people are nice on mm -hmm. social media right yeah. and there's always going to be the mr mcnasty pants that's of the right that's uh, right anyway so Shout great job on that Th thanks for having some fun we're going to take our final break uh, you can refill your drink. When we come back, it's time to share our favorite WX resources. And more people are actually getting their names on the Weather Fool's Walk of Shame. Hey, this is Ari Sarsalari from the Ari Effect on the Weather Channel app. You should totally check it out. You're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. All right, you are listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Welcome back. Time now for WX Resources. That's WX, which stands for weather. Meteorological people. And it's weather or WX Resources time now. So, Dina, we like to find things where you have either have some new information, a new site where you can find something that's exciting to talk about, something that's weather-related. What do you have for us tonight? All right, so I just discovered this one this week. Uh, I saw it tweeted out by... Um, NOAA, the no uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And it's, um, I'll give you at least part of it. It's www.nesdis.noaa.gov. And there's a little bit more. We'll put it on the, the website. But it's, uh, this is new. Uh, it's an interactive tool to view and download real-time full-resolution satellite imagery. Um, and it's, you pull it up and you've got an Earth a globe, you know, a whole uh, globe that you could turn, go anywhere in the world and look at satellite. Uh, you can look at it like a geocolor map, an infrared, um, a vapor. And what's nice too is that um, when you move around the globe, it actually does have like country names on it. So when you're getting into some of these like countries that are real small that you can't remember what they are, uh, they're right on there. And I really like it. I've been playing with it the other day, and um, it it's it's actually a really nice tool anywhere in the world, and it helps you with your geography. 
Do you use that at work at all? Do you use that at work? I have started to because I just found it this week. In fact, I think when I was on Twitter and I saw and I and I follow Noah satellites and they posted it and it's brand new. And I looked, I'm like, wow, this is cool. And I'm like, oh, this would be good for WX resource. So um, I haven't played with it tons because it's new, but, um, you know, get on there, try it out. It's beautiful. The satellite is beautiful. You could look at it all over the world. It's very cool. I just yeah. found it because the first time I spelled Noah, N-O-A-H, and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I've been out of this a while. Yeah, it's great. Look at it. It's it's beautiful if you like the satellite. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Dina. How about Phil? What do you got? All right. So I've, I've actually got two to share with you guys. Both of them are pretty simple WX resources, but one is actually a tweet. Uh, a lot of you may be familiar with the fact that from, from a, a storm chasing standpoint, for the most part up until now, so we're recording right now, May 31st, uh, 2018 has been kind of a slow storm, more, more of a slow tornado. Bad, bad. Yeah, yeah it, it hasn't been real good. So, so one of the uh, one that I'm going to share with you is a tweet from Sean uh, at S E A N Sean underscore Ernst E R N S T underscore W X. And what he has is he has a time lapse of the GFS model, which is which is one of the models. Oh, it even comes with music. Death Ridge. Didn't realize it had music, but but it shows uh, the GFS model of of what's been going on in the central plains which is pretty much nothing and there really hasn't been anything going on as far as real severe weather tornado kind of uh opportunities there have been some great if you if you follow weather twitter there's been some great uh photos of great storm structure but just not a whole lot of uh tornadoes going on that that if you're real photogenic anyway so that again was uh at s-e-a-n sean underscore ernst underscore w-x uh we'll we'll share that tweet the other one i have of course coming back to good old w-x resources is mike olbinski oh yeah guest uh our show uh just i'll tell you what i i think mike just because his video has been so amazing. His photos are just unbelievable. Uh, this was on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, it says Kans uh, Tescott, Kansas, Tornado Genesis time lapse from May 1st here. Of wow, that's incredible. And uh, it's, it's, it's titled the Tescott Tornado 4K slash 8K. But uh, again, we'll share the, the, the link. But Mike just does, wow. from a, a storm chaser standpoint, not only does he really find the storms, I think, but the, just the video and the photography the, that he can come up with. Um, wow. Did you I see that get, that get recycled? Like it just got ate up by the rain and it was so, wow, that's yeah, so you, cool. You notice the rain shaft, yeah, and then yeah. you can kind of see it again. It follows it. Uh, so as the video goes, he follows that tornado as it kind of keeps going. He stops it. He must move his, his camera, his vehicle and then starts filming the time lapse again from a different point and then stops and follows it again. That but, is beautiful. Holy crap. Uh, the, the guy um, does some amazing things uh, that I, I just, um, I don't know, love, love what the guy does. I'm very impressed with what the guy does. So that's, that's why we call him Mike Wazowski. 
All right. Thank you, Phil. In case you missed any of that, you can check us our WX resources out on stormfrontfreaks.com, episode 54, show notes, and then you'll actually know how to spell Noah, N-O-A-A, as opposed to N-O-A-A. You know, Maz, that's a gr- that's a great segue into my next segment. Weather is it? Fool. I think you're I think oh. you're the number one weather fool for the show. With an H. But uh so weather fools, what is weather fools? It's us as the freaks are literally going out on the internet and looking for a weather fool. So someone that did something not so smart in either the news or on an online video or on Twitter. Um, and it relates to weather. So I'm going to be completely honest. I totally forgot who is Weather Fools. I have one. Okay, Dina. (laughs) Way to go. Let's do it. I'm sharing this because this is too good to uh, pass up. Now, everybody makes fun of people, um, you know, when they're out in the rain. You know, we know everybody gets hit by lightning when they're out there and playing golf. Look at this guy. So this was from uh, SACB.com, S-A-C-B-E-E.com. And he's out playing golf. He doesn't. Oh, now I got a thing here. Okay, he's out playing golf, and um, it doesn't matter that it's pouring rain, and that most people get hit by lightning when they're on the golf course. Exactly, because they're oh. the tallest one. Look at him. He is out there. It's pouring. He doesn't even look phased that oh it's coming gosh. down. Like he's just he's just going to hit these balls. <laughs> He doesn't uh-huh. care. I'm waiting. Yeah. Like I almost wanted to take this into like a Photoshop thing, and um, and add lightning. Add lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Not like an explosion or something. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, and I found that too. Like, I mean, people just don't take it seriously. They don't take it seriously unless they see or hear lightning. Even then, you know, people. I just don't, don't do seriously. I don't know. You know, you know what he's saying. He's saying, I don't think the heavy stuff's gonna come down for a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not All right. well, that, okay. that, that was good. Who else has a weather fool? Phil, well, I so my weather fool I have, uh, this was a tweet from Oklahoma Tornadoes. Now, Oklahoma Tornadoes is not the weather fool in this incident. What they shared was uh, it was a tweet about the 1955 Blackwell F5 tornado. So um, uh, Maz might have still been around at this point. I but... remember it well. <laughs> wow. Uh, but what I want to share with you is the artist, this was in a newspaper, this is the artist rendering of the 1955 Blackwell F5 tornado. So I'm going to quick share this with everybody. So that you can see what this actually looked like, and you can tell me what you think in the left-hand picture. Oh, jeez, oh, oh man! What does that look like? Oh, come <laughs> on! What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! They even got like... Oh my god! They even did like the detail. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> shared images. Somebody's lonely. I have no idea what you're all talking about. <laughs> Shared images of things in the past, whether it's a funnel cloud, whether it's a SPC warning area, whatever it might be, that obviously looks like a certain phallic uh, image. But I'll tell you, this the, what caught my attention was like, why is someone drawing a picture of a penis in a in a 1955? 
<laughs> and it's got something um um uh, yeah, at Dana, the bottom. <laughs> it, I mean, I'll tell you, it's got the pubic hair. It's got everything. It's got. It's even got measurements on there too. Come on, man. Uh, it does say brilliant. Come on. <laughs> it does have measurements. I'll tell you though, if you had a hundred and fifty yard. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh my uh, god. Sizing that uh, as well, I would imagine. Uh, anyway, oh so, so that that is my uh, weather pool was the artist uh, from 1955 highlighting the Blackwell F5. We've just <laughs> gone NC17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if they're listening, they didn't see it. <clears throat> that's right. Only yeah. if you're watching Raw. Only if you're watching Raw. That's right, guys. And that pretty much does it for the weather fools. You can find all of these at stormfrontfreaks.com on our show 24. Show notes. Wow, 24? Oh, my God. Wow. 54. What are you drinking, man? Just Show 24. 20, you, didn't, you didn't let me finish. 24 plus 30. <laughs> I think between his sunburn and, like, one drink, he's a little loopy. He burned his brain. He did. <laughs> That's an Ohio State grad right there. Hey, oh, my God. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, wow. I, I, I got a B in Diffy Q, so come on. Now. <laughs> That's pretty is good. That, or is I got to stand up for my alumni little brother. Yeah. Or is that a D in Biffy Q? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Thanks for listening and watching. Uh, before I share the secret of our next guest, or in this case, guests, if you enjoy our show, please do us a favor. Please uh, leave us a great review on your podcast app. If you would, just take the time as you're uh, listening or after you listen, jump on your phone and uh, just leave us a great review. We'd love it if you'd uh, also let us know what you like most about it while you're doing it. That's great. And don't forget to subscribe to the show by hitting your podcast app subscribe button. It works just like a magazine or newspaper subscription. All it does when you hit that, it assures the latest show gets delivered right to your podcast inbox and listen the moment that it gets released. So a special thanks to our guest, uh, Janice Dean. Awesome job tonight. And our next episode, so in two weeks, we'll be recording on June 14th with our first, this is the first time ever on this show for two years, 54 episodes. We're going to have our first emergency manager ever on the show. Uh, we have Ashley Morris from Texas. She's also the co-host on the Carolina Weather Group podcast. And along with her, we're going to have meteorologist Tom Jenkins from the Oregon Department of Forestry. And so what the heck do those two have in common? They're actually going to be on to talk about VOST groups. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of VOST, VOST mm -hmm. groups. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just I found out about this a few months ago, and I just thought it was a great thing uh, to learn more about. But what it is, it's utilizing social media during disasters to better coordinate rescues and aid when you're not there on site. So you can be off-site using social media, helping to direct other people to where people need help and everything else. Uh, if you'd like to watch the recording live at our normal time, <laughs> so uh, our, our co-hosts here, we've, we've gone a couple weeks, a couple shows in a row of being a little earlier, but our normal time is 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Check out our YouTube channel. All you got to do, jump on YouTube, search Stormfront Freaks. So it's it's not at noon next time? Yeah. What you're saying? <laughs> no, we're not. I was taking a full day. I took a full I scheduled a day off on that day because it was at Good, good for you. That's keep it. I, I don't uh, cut up at this point. So for MJ 
and Maz and Brady and Kim and Dina. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we will catch you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our bi-weekly show are available, you can go to Apple Podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app and search for Stormfront Freaks. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out the interactive radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.